I'm Kyle. And I'm Brandy. And this is the Living the Life We Love podcast. A podcast where we talk all things marriage, family, fun, and everything in between. Join us each week for great conversation and lots of laughs. We can't wait to share the life we love with you. Here we are. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good day. Good Good evening. afternoon. Good evening. Good morrow. Good. Whatever you want to call it, babes. Good all the things. How was your birthday? Tell us about it. My birthday was great, except for that my love wasn't here. True. Had Culver's. Yeah, it was just a day. Had we to got take a, kids every, every yeah, which way. We got a lot of making up to do because... I'm not going to be at home for my birthday either, either. Either, either. So we got some making up to do. We went to dinner for our birthdays, though. Was that for our birthdays or was that just like a night out? Supposedly it was for our anniversary. Great job with that. Oh, I see it's your anniversary (laughs) of our birth. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing when I put that in, but. We celebrated. We celebrated our love. Aside from that, standard busy weeks with the kids. Yep. And Mason's at a scout thing. Evan's got the rehearsals. Jace is scoring the points in the basketball. Lots of fun. I'm running. You sure are. You're house managing. I'm, Do you I'm, like that title as a house manager? I don't know what I like the title of. Gotcha. Let's just go with mom. It's all encompassing. Badass, Mom. Thanks, babe. I appreciate that. We have two more episodes left here in Frisky February. February? Yeah. Why does it have an R? Why are there five days in a work week? I don't understand why. I don't think that people say February. This guy does. If it's in there, it's being pronounced. People say February. Right. So why is there an R in there? That always messed me up when I was a kid. If it's in there, I'm pronouncing it. Got it. Got it. Two episodes left in February. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard you say it that way before, so. This guy says it. Oh, okay. Starting today? Yes. Okay. I love yes, today's mind. episode. I know you do, and it drives me nuts. Today's episode, the second to last episode in... And then next Frisky week, February. we have questions. Yes. If you haven't asked them yet, ask them now. You can you, submit them on our website. You can send them to us via DM on Insta. You can hit the box on stories. Yeah. You can send it anonymously so that we don't know who you are. And I promise we really don't know who you are when you send those 100. questions. But what are we talking about today? We are talking about talking about sex with your spouse. And the importance of it. I think that people are afraid to. I think it's one of many things. Or not one of many things. I think it's many things. I think people are self-conscious and afraid of judgment. Slightly embarrassed, perhaps. Yeah. I think that also people just get into a way of doing things. And then it's hard to say, oh, I don't like that. Or... Can we try something else? Yes. With worry that it's going to upset your spouse. Yes. We're going to talk about yeah. why we should talk to them. Why, why should you talk to your spouse about sex? 
And it doesn't always have to be bad. We want to talk to our spouses about the good too, like new things we want to try and what is great and all the things. So why does it feel embarrassing or daunting or intimidating to have that conversation with your spouse? Well, like I said, I feel like it's very personal and it's intimate. Like it's how the two of you come together physically. As one. And it's the most intimate thing that you can do with another person. Yes. There's a lot of emotion and headspace and all of that that goes into, at least for a woman, that goes into having sex. And I feel like talking about that can just feel like it's a lot. And I've said this before that... I think just a lot of people still consider sex to be taboo. Mm -hmm. Such a funny word. Um, Which means it should be hush hush. You shouldn't talk about it, even though everyone does it, bro. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's turn that down. Mr. May. I'm so sorry. I love talking about the sex. I am not afraid to. Our favorite thing is when we find friends that actually talk about it yes you know not that like we need to know about your sex life if you give me a zinger about what you did this morning with your spouse checkmate yeah you're our kind of people yes the people that pretend like it's not a thing False. when we know it's a thing yeah we know we know what we you know do. it's a thing everyone so, does it yeah but so i get so upset with with sex and nudity and all this stuff because at some point in society somebody said no this is only behind closed doors don't don't talk about it no one does it hush hush but here we all are procreating (laughs) so clearly it's happening somehow i mean i know that there's other ways of doing that but it's happening and you all get naked we all got boobies some are smaller than others. Some are bigger and more supple than others. Oh, geez, Louise. Oh, you. Already starting, aren't we? So, but I think that it can feel daunting and it can feel... I think that even couples that communicate well, this can feel like something that is a little harder to talk about and talk about it the right way. Yes. So what are some ways that we can talk about sex constructively with our spouse? I love that word. Thank you. I think that cornering your spouse and just being like, hey, I want to talk about this isn't the best way to go. I think that you really have to give them a heads up. Whether you say, I really want to talk about our sex life. Can we find a time to do that this week where we can sit down without distraction of the kids or anything, can we sit down and can we talk about things? Yes. I feel like that's good and it's bad because if you were to come to me and say, I want to talk about our sex life, I would like me being the thinker and the overthinker would be like, oh my gosh, what what does he want to talk about? Right. So give a heads up, but don't let that go on for weeks and you not say anything. And not have that discussion. Right. Set aside a certain time. Don't leave your spouse hanging. Say, hey, tonight after dinner, let's go up to our room and let's have a quick chat about 
about the sex. And the best thing to do when you are the person that wants to initiate it, the discussion, is if you feel something that you want to talk about, talk about it. Holding on to it is not the way to go because it's only going to bother you and then it's going to start affecting your relationship with your spouse because you're not saying something and you're feeling something. There are many times that you can do it, whether it's like that day, you're like, hey, let's sit down. If you have your sync meeting, like that would be a good time because it's a time that you're already putting aside during the week or the day. Good thought. Give a heads up. Be like, hey, at this sync meeting, I'd really like to talk about some other things and then list. And if if it scares you to say, like, I want to talk about our sex life, then list a couple different things. Yeah. I want to talk about hot dogs, the white balloons in the sky and our sex life. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe some things that are actually pertaining to you. But yes, just if if it scares you, find a way for it to not to scare you. But also it shouldn't scare you because you do it. Yeah. Together. A lot. What it all comes down to is the fact that you need to remember that you want to please your spouse and your spouse wants to please you. We can only hope. If it's not that way, then there's a whole other sex conversation that needs to be had. But that is the main goal. So don't be afraid to ask your spouse to talk. Yes. Also, when I say pick a time to say it, don't say it right before sex like that's going to just bring it down pick a time outside of right before you're having sex um and once you get to that point where you're having the conversation each of you needs to be open and willing to listen to the other one without your feelings getting in the way each of you should be open and willing to listen to the other about the sex without your feelings getting in the way mm-hmm. got to be just open and prepared to accept Yes, just like any free listening. Just like any conversation that you would have. Listen without judgment. Correct. Correct. Because you want to do that with a conversation about sex and you want to do it with a conversation not about sex. About hot dogs. Yes. You want your spouse to be satisfied. This is a big thing. You want your spouse to be satisfied. You have to know what satisfies your spouse. You can't assume, right? Yes. Because you can think that this feels good, but that doesn't mean that it does. Correct. And I'm going to relate this to something that I don't know if you saw that I added, but this is just like a love language. This is like another love language. We talked about love languages in a previous episode. Once you learn how to how your spouse wants to be loved, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. So just like a love language, once you learn how your spouse wants to be satisfied sexually, that's going to be a game changer too. Yeah. If you're doing the old pump, pump, pause, and she wants pump, pause, pump, that's you, you got to communicate that. And yeah. you're not going to know that unless you communicate. Yeah. If, if your spouse likes being topsies and you're not one to be on bottomsies, and that's the only way a certain spouse can be satisfied you don't know that unless you communicate yeah but once you find those things out the satisfaction meter is going to be through the roof and orgasms around for everybody good ones earth shattering ones yeah 
but you don't know these things unless you communicate them. Exactly. You have to remember that something that worked before might not work anymore. We kind of ebb and flow with things. And so... Bodies change, people change. Yes. So if I liked something previous to having children, after having children, my body has changed in more ways than one. Really? Yeah. Huh. And you might not feel that it's changed, but I can feel that it's changed. There might be things, positions or or any, anything that worked before that doesn't work now that we need to tweak up and change a little bit. And not saying something is not going to help the situation. Yes. We'll leave you with this. You will not have a satisfying sexual relationship if you assume that your spouse knows exactly what feels good to you and what doesn't. Be vocal. Let them know. Have these talks. It's going to make the sex a million times better. Yeah. Promise that. Because assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Right. So don't assume, ask. And if you're if your spouse is not asking, then tell them. Correct. Because the only way to know is to communicate about it. Right. I hope we have all these people talking about sex. I hope so too. I really do. So on the flip side of everybody talk- have a sex combo today or this week. Yeah. Let us know how it went. Like it doesn't even have to be like, hey, I don't like this. It just has to be like, hey, that sex we had on Saturday was amazing. Can we do a play-by-play? So on the flip side of verbal communication. There's also nonverbal communication. So this is this happens during sex. You know, you are... You're in it. You're in it. You're making love to your spouse. Yeah. And your spouse is doing something that maybe doesn't feel right or has been doing it for too long or isn't exactly too fast, too slow. Isn't exactly in the right place. Too much pressure. This is when you move a hand, but not like forcefully. Forcefully move a hand. You essentially move the hand to where you would like it. You relocate your hips, you arch your back more, you do these you subtle speed up a little bit subtle cues you slow down a little bit because you have power to do those things to know to because let's say you're 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 pumping quick and you want to be pumping slow you slow it down whether you hold his hips and slow him down or you're on top and you slow it down and if he starts bucking up again, bucking up, you just slow it down again. And at some point he's going to get, okay, we want, she wants to go slow. Yeah. Or maybe because she's close and she wants you to just go slow. So that spot keeps getting hit. You got to read these nonverbal cues, folks. Yeah. So one thing that we like to do at the end of some um, sexual encounters with each other is we just have like a recap. Yeah, we do. We bask in the glow mm-hmm. and we say, hey, did you like, hey, mom, did you like when I, what about that time? Do you remember? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do that. We talk about certain aspects of the session. Yes. And 
you know, Mr. May likes to just like add new things every once in a while without conversation. So he just throws in some new plays and he likes to know how I feel about them at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So chat up, chat it up. Because then that's another way you're going to know what your spouse likes and doesn't like. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Play by play. Recap. Yeah. Just because you nonverbal tell your spouse while you're having sex doesn't mean that you can't talk about it afterwards. Right. And it's always fun. Mm-hmm. You're still in the moment. You're still in, yes. in, in the heat of love. Yes. And that would be a conversation that you have like right away. Not, and you could talk about it. We talk about it most of the day after we make that. <laughs> you, Correct? But, yes. But you could talk about it, say, go to your spouse and be like, can we talk about one something that we did while we were having sex the other day? Yep. What are we talking about next? Telling your spouse that you're not interested in having the sex at that certain time. Ooh. Ooh. It's all about open communication. No one should ha- should have to have sex when they are not interested in having sex. Especially for women, it's very much a mental game. And so when we don't feel like we're in it, there are ways to be able to communicate that instead of just saying no. And what are those ways? You tell me. You want to explain that the turning down of your partner, you don't want to do it repeatedly. Like constantly saying no is pretty much telling your spouse that you're just not interested in them that way. That's a whole nother basket of cats. It, it sure is. But explain why, like, I had a really long day, or we were arguing this morning, and or yesterday, and so my head is just not in it. I have a million things in my head and then on my to-do list, and I really feel better if I got this done first. I have a headache is actually an excuse, but only when you actually have a headache don't use it at a constant because you're probably should go to the doctor. Your, <laughs> your spouse will probably think that you need to go to the doctor if you're constantly in, in headache mode and that's your excuse. But what do I say when you have a headache? That an orgasm can get rid of the headache. You can Google it, folks. That's, that's usually Kyle's, ex- that's his follow-up. Just, hey, just trying to help. But if for the spouse that is being turned down... You also have to be understanding. You can't retaliate. You can't be mad. I understand that there are people like my husband who their love language is physical touch. And that's what makes him feel closer to me is that sex, like the physical being, the touching, the everything. But you also have to understand that your spouse may not be that same way. There are underlying factors that put usually a woman in the mood to have sex. And you can't, getting angry because she says no is getting you farther and farther away from having the sex. But also say, okay, not now. But. But. Let me get these couple of things done. And then we'll have fun later. Yes. It doesn't your your no doesn't always have to be a straight no. It can be a 
no but. Yes, a no but. Ready to talk and about And then you both have something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to talk about some fun stuff? Oh man. Yeah, let's do it. Talking to your spouse about fantasies, kinks, and fetishes. Oh, we're going to start by de- defining them. Or what Kyle likes to call sprinkles. <laughs> I love that you put sprinkles. You love you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we man. we like to describe our our sex life as a as a bowl of ice cream. There are lots of Kyle likes sprinkles. We have a lot of sprinkles in our in our bowl of ice cream. A lot. A lot. We're not going to share them all. No. But there we are have a lot. shared a bunch. Yes, we have. Yes. Fantasy. Definition of a fantasy. Imagining things, especially things that are impossible or improbable. What's an example of a fantasy, Mrs. May? A fantasy would be, I'm going to get like crazy here, but like having a threesome or having sex in a room with other people watching you or watching other people. Not maybe something that you wouldn't act on, but to you would be the thought. Yes. I'm not saying that that is my fantasy. I'm just saying that that is one. So a way to start to talk to your spouse about these is each of you write down a list of your fantasies. Mm -hmm. Fantasies are something that I think a lot of people can feel judgment on because sometimes they can be way out of, because they are your, your head, your mind imagining things. They can be a little much. Much. Yes. They can be intimidating to a partner and something that maybe your partner is not interested in. It's best to write down your own and then come together and discuss them. So after you have your list and you've thought of all the crazy things that make you sexy. And maybe they're not crazy. Maybe they're not. Maybe they- some are actually attainable. Yeah. But Maybe make your list. Are. Make your list. And then we're going to share them with our spouse. And remember when we're sharing these. Sharing is caring. Where are we sitting? We're sitting in the trust tree. <laughs> yes. We are in the tree of trust. No judgment. Mm-hmm. Your spouse probably prefers a ooh or an ah after they say their, their fantasy. Ooh. Or a hey, that's on my list too. And maybe it's not on your list. Right. That's okay. Correct. What's most important is that we don't judge our spouse when we are Un- talking about anything sex related. Yes. Understand that this is probably something they wouldn't actually act upon, but gets them really excited. Exactly. Exactly. So just have an open conversation about it. And remember... That we are always wanting to support our spouse, and we want them to support us right back. So when talking about fantasies, be open. Don't You don't need to be open to acting them out. Just be open to the idea that that excites your spouse. Yes. What do we got next? The next cup of sprinkles we got. Kinks. This is a new word for us, though. I don't think that we knew this word well we knew it we just didn't we didn't have it defined in our space yeah i feel like i would have not 
known this word to be something that we take part in, but we do. Many like, times? I just don't think that I associated this word with what it is. Correct. Okay. Okay. Take it away. Oh. Take it away. Aaron. So kinks, bizarre or unconventional, unconventional sexual preferences or behavior. Sexual activity that falls outside of sex that society considers acceptable. So what I would say what society ex is acceptable is vanilla sex. It's very plain. It's just... In bed. Yep. In the bed with husband, wife. That's it. Yeah. That's, There's, yeah. No, th There's nothing no. is added in. There's no dashes of sprinkles. There are no sprinkles whatsoever. It is just plain vanilla no chocolate syrup. Oof. Literally. Oof. Literally no chocolate syrup. No whipped cream? No whipped cream. Goodness. No sprinkle tits. Oh, fuck. Sprinkle tits. You had to bring them up. <laughs> there is nothing added. It is just man, penis, vagina. That's it. That's it. No other holes. Nothing. This is me. <laughs> That's society's acceptable the form of sex that brings a child into this world is the form of sex that is acceptable so what are some kinks you said a couple what else i we did got? just in what i just said we else what else we got um so i would say like anal is a kink love <laughs> good good thought <laughs> i would say um, toys are kinks. Yep. Whips and chains, handcuffs. Um, I would say yep. Here role you go. playing is a king. Here you go. Okay. Here you go. Remember that? Remember that one ludicrous song? Whips and chains, handcuffs. That whole song is fucking kinks. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. It that is. entire song. Yes. Do it in the library. Do it in the car. Yes. That whole fucking song. Do it on the 50 yard line. <laughs> Where the dirty birds kick for three. Yes. So. That whole song is kinks. Oh, my God. I love that song. So role playing, bondage, dom sub, whips. Chains, handcuffs, toys, feathers. Anything that you bring in to the bedroom or that is not just regular sex. Like functional furniture? Yes. Oh, is man. kinks. Could write a whole book on the ones that we may have or may not have. Correct. Correct. So you might think that you don't have kinks, but with Until just today, ex explaining what? what we just said, you're kinky. Ice cubes? Yeah. Food play is definitely Oof. a kink. Temperature? Kink. Yes. Doing it in front of an open window? Kink. C copy. Copy. A fetish. A fetish. Apparently, I have a lot of these. You do? Well, a fetish is an attraction to an inanimate object or body part. I am attracted to your boobs. That's true. And your legs. That's true. And your ass. That's true. So all those are fetishes? I guess so. I don't know. Fetish is one that I like. don't really... It's kind of a gray area, yeah. perhaps? Like, I don't understand Like, it by definition... Much. It, by definition, it's attraction to an inanimate object or body part. A popular one that people would like relate to, relate to or 
maybe not relate to, but know what it is, is a foot fetish. Someone that's attracted to feet. Like I said, that's not one that I feel like we take a lot of part in or. No, because then I feel like that gets to the point where that that is what gets you off is just like feet. Mm-hmm. You know, like people take pictures of their feet. Right. There's or like people are like. Only just, fans for feet. Yeah. Only feet. Foot, foot, foot feet. Foot fans. I don't know. Is there a thing? I think There's so. like its own website. I a think feet? so. Yeah. You see all the stuff on the Instagrams. But I think, I think that that deep fetish stuff is then your that's your only thing that gets you, gets your engine going. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a doorknob fetish, that's an inanimate object. If a, you a doorknob? I don't know. I was just looking here in the oh, studio. Okay, got it. Okay. I thought that, like, you heard of that. I was like, I'm sure there's weirdos out there. And, <laughs> and if, if you, you do, are one, embrace it. Hey, good for you. Go. We go love. The, go with we the love you. We yes. love you. There's no judgment. You can think we're weirdos yeah, because hey, of all the kinks we have. So don't even. But hey, just no judgment. Just share our podcast with the doorknob. <laughs> you know, let them know where you heard all this fun stuff at. We would we would appreciate with it. The doorknob. Um, all right. So rounding out. Once again, all of the above are discussed and learned, right? Mm-hmm. The fetishes, the fantasies, the kinks, everything. Just like love languages, once you learn them, your intimate life, your love life, your sexy life will increase a, a jillion times. Mm-hmm. Once you learn these things about your spouse, once you share them, once you're open with them and you don't got to hide them, and you just learn that you're, you know, what your spouse likes, everything will be, everything will be orgasms. And I feel like this is not just like a one-time conversation. We have it so often. It's like a few, it could be a monthly conversation. It could be a couple times a year that you have this discussion. Whenever you feel like you need to have a chat about it, then that's when you need to have a chat about it. The more the merrier. And... Chats, not people. Thank you. Welcome. Um, Hashtag fantasy. So it's just being open and everything can blossom from there. Yes. The most important part of talking about these things in your sex life is that it needs to be a mutual decision and discussion. Yes. So all of- Don't just bring a whip in the bedroom and start beating ass. Yeah. Without talking to your spouse about it. When you bring in kinks- both of you have to be okay with it. Yep. When you talk about your fantasies, obviously those might not be something that you act upon, but if it's something that maybe you decide to act upon, it has to be a mutual decision to act upon it. It is not something that you just... Consent is still a word that we, yes. we can use. Correct. Yes. So three... C's. You ready? For the three C's? Four C's. We put cock in there. Kyle. Communication. Key. That's a key. We need to discuss everything prior. Consent. Both parties have to know what's happening. They have to be okay with it. They have to understand all of the aspects of it. Sign waivers. Sign NDAs if it But also remember that when you are 
adding something new in, it might not go great the first time. Like sometimes it takes a little bit of practice to get it right. So I suggest if there's something that the two of you want to try, don't just throw it in the garbage if it doesn't work the first time. Correct. But if it really doesn't work the first time, you can throw it in the garbage. <laughs> the last the, C. The last C is compromise. So when you guys are talking and you're like, hey, I really like this and or hey, I really want to do this, the best thing to do is to understand that your partner might not have the same enthusiasm as you do about certain things. But find ways to be able to, like, let's say your partner really wants to try anal and you're like, <laughs> if anal scares you, what are some ways that we can like dip into anal? <laughs> I don't know how that, this is a really bad example. But <laughs> like what are some ways that well, we Well, you don't can- just shove the hot dog in the bun. Yes. You need to preheat the oven. Exactly. You need, I mean, I could go and- Do you cook hot dogs in the oven? Some people do. <laughs> You know, it was a really bad example. It was. it was really bad. Okay, especially because we have zero experience with it. Next topic. So, I would say, like, you want to try whips, even if you are the person that wants to try whips. Okay, there are steps in the whip process. Like, you could get a flogger, which is a lot lighter of a smack so so we hear you could get a riding crop which is a little bit harder and it a little more sting yes so we hear there are there are different things that you can try that are not just like i'm gonna beat you that is not the goal behind whips (laughs) okay um But there are ways that you can compromise things and kind of start slow to see if it's something for you before you build up to it, build up and actually get there. Yes. Yeah. But sex is a way for the two of you to be as close as possible in a physical form. And and it and it can't be shared with anybody else physically like it's between you and your spouse. So one, have fun with it Two. Both of you should be enjoying it and experiment and have fun with it. It's meant to be sensual and personal and fun and exciting and all of the things. It shouldn't be vanilla. Like it is, if vanilla is what you like, great. But no, there are things out, there are sprinkles that can be added in that can make it really fun. So, figure some out like do your research look into some things watch how to build a sex room even if you're not interested in buying a sex room they talk about kinks and all of those things like all the time and there's just a lot of opportunity that you can add in and if you have any questions reach out to us we may or may not be experienced in most of those things as previous listed And uh, we would love to help in any way we can. Good episode. Yeah. Good one. Just remember that like nothing is off the table if you're both consenting to it and and enjoying it. And have fun, folks. 
have fun. Sex is awesome. Sex is great. It's with your spouse. It's just, it's magical. It's magical. It really is. It was magical last night. It really was. <laughs> Needed some oxygen after that round. Oh, man. What do we got next week? Next week, we're doing questions. So we got a good amount. We would love more. Well, sex questions. Maybe we'll get some more after this episode comes out. Oh, we might have quite a few. Would love a f- more than a few. Um, sex, intimacy, romance. It doesn't have to necessarily be sex. Just anything. Relating to frisky February. Yes. Anything we've talked about, the previous episodes, anything. Ask your questions. Where can they ask questions at? You can ask questions at our website at livingthelifewelove.us. You can ask questions at our Instagram at livingthelifewelovepodcast. You can check our stories there. There should be a box that you can ask. There is also a link in the stories to ask us anonymously, and we will not know who you are. It truly Scouts is 100 honor. anonymous. Yes. So um, get those questions in. We're super excited to tackle those next week. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a raucous time. Raucous. Raucous. Like it. Loves it. Have a great week. Kick ass. Have a conversation with your spouse this week about some sex. Have some sex. That's it from us here. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. Have a sexy day. I love you. I love you. You're sexy. You're kinky. Ooh. Ooh.